0: by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Two four five six thousand. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Tempe, Arizona, suburb of Phoenix, Arizona, tremendous drug problem, tremendous migrant problem. Uh, I was down there a few weeks ago, and it's just insane. So the DEA works in partnership with the Tempe, Arizona police, which is a compliment to that police agency, by the way. So um, they seize. Um, when was this? Uh, they, February 23rd. I just learned of this. They seize 4.5 million fentanyl pills, 30 million lethal doses of fentanyl in one operation. More narcotics are coming into the United States today than ever before in the history of this nation. And there's no dispute about it. Everybody knows it because of the open border. So we are fortunate to have a guest tonight who has written a brand new book. It is called Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. All right. It's been out about a week and uh, I have read most of the book. Every fact you ever wanted to know about the border is in this book. So if you are somebody who wants the debate or anything, you need to pick up Overrun. Uh, The author is Todd Benzman. He's a senior national security fellow for the Center for Immigration Studies. He joins us now from Austin, Texas. All right, good job on the book. Everybody knows what's happening. You know, even though Mayorkas and Biden and Harris keep saying the border is secure, everybody knows that's a deceit, just like I proved on the uh, electric and the fuel bills. All right, they just are deceivers. Okay, but what we don't know Is why would a sitting president of the United States, most powerful man in the world, want his own country overrun by migrants and dangerous drugs? Why would he want that?
1: So, Bill, there's a chapter in the book called The New Theologians, a big, long chapter about how. The Biden administration, especially during the campaign, the 2020 campaign uh, leading up to the election, uh, became uh, dependent on a very far left fringe of the Democratic Party coalition. Think kind of the Bernie Sanders people, but even even to the left of them uh, to be able to emerge from a crowded field of primary candidates and then to go on and win against Donald Trump. Everybody thought it was gonna be a very thin margin of victory, uh, whoever won. And uh, for their reward, they were given power, real power in the White House and they took the immigration portfolio. Uh, This is all described in in much more detail than that, but the ideology, the theology uh, that these people hold has been held at bay for years and years by regular mainstream Democrats, but they couldn't do it this time because they were so needed. Uh, They were going to tip the the balance sheet for Biden. And those people still have the immigration portfolio to this day. And they have this ideology, uh, this theology of uh, open Borders equals human rights, uh, equals civil rights, that somehow U.S. civil rights apply to the entire world, that borders are an anachronism, that they are cruel and inhumane, that anybody should be able to to walk anywhere they want into anybody's country. Uh, So that's one thing. It's the gratification of seeing a rejected ideology implemented okay Uh, in reality
0: the biden administration was the biden administration was beholden to george soros he's one of the crew you're referring to and the big money on the far left hollywood money also that gave him enough funds to win the election all right remember mark zuckerberg pumped in 400 million dollars to the 2020 election most of which went to people to help harvest votes for Joe Biden. So you're correct. There was a tremendous debt owed the far left. However, Biden could have easily swatted that away and said, look, we appreciate what you did for us, but I got to enforce because I raised my right hand to enforce the laws of this nation, so I have to. He could have done that. Taught, he didn't do it. Any idea why? And still
1: still hasn't done it. So I have a couple of theories about this. One is that the president is um, not fully there. There's a there's a power vacuum. Uh, he he he's uh, you know there's lots of speculation about the, his mental state, but I believe that he's not all there and he's unable to kind of wrap his uh, mind around that issue along with other issues at the same time and that uh, people like Alejandro Mayorkas and uh, those uh, far left theologians, as I call them, are taking advantage and exploiting that. That makes sense
0: and I have reported that as well. We can't prove it, but that's the only avenue. Is there another avenue beside the diminishment of his mental capacity to understand complicated issues? Is there anything else?
1: Yes, there is one other issue, and that is um, the the people and the ideology that are running our immigration policy today, uh, they come from what I call the uh, migrant advocacy industrial complex, which is to say that it's this vast constellation of NGOs, of organizations that profit very, very handsomely on huge numbers of immigrants crossing that border. They are gaining government contracts in the hundreds of millions of dollars. All right, but that and those be, that aren't getting
0: government- That could be stopped with a stroke of the pen. And then what I led into you with was the narcotics, which is gonna be for the next 10 to 20 years, Uh, because of all of the addiction now that is happening. There's no justification there. There's no human rights there. There's nothing there but crime. So let's help the drug cartels make more billions, right?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, the drug cartels, there's, there's good credible reporting that the drug cartels are starting to make more money now on human smuggling than they are in some cases on uh, drug All right. trafficking. And, and, and
0: I don't just, dis- but let's put that aside. The, the people who want open borders don't care how the migrants get here. But who wants 4.5 million pills of fentanyl found in Tempe, Arizona? Who? Right. Well,
1: what you do there is you just ignore that. You swat that information Why? away Why? so that you
0: can... Because they just don't care, Bill. They don't don't care. They couldn't care. Uh, It's not that they don't. Right. They couldn't care and allow the border to be open to the extent it is. Final question for you. You've been to the border probably more than any other reporter that I know. And there are all kinds of stuff, scams about children. I mean, these cartels in Mexico they control the entire co- country of mexico in my opinion there's no restraints on the cartels inside mexico but you're a much more uh you're much more authoritative in this area than i am because i've been down there a few times but you've been down there a while am i right that these cartels are controlling that whole country
1: yes uh they they control Physically, the the geospatial control is something like, uh, you know, thirty five percent of Mexico. Like physically control it, and the rest of it, they can control by dint of uh, payoffs and uh, threats and intimidation of the central government. Remember, these cartels have huge, well equipped paramilitary armies, and I mean full on armies right. with tanks and machine guns and everything, Uh, and you can't push them around. Uh, Quite the contrary, they are pushing the central Mexican government around. Uh, That president down there embraces a policy that he calls hugs, not bullets. I know. That's the. One
0: of the worst things I saw was the three amigos going down there, uh, Biden, Justin Trudeau, and Obrador, and they just, there they were. And this didn't even come up. It didn't even come up. It was such a farce, such an insult. All right. The book, again, is Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. You can get it anywhere. All right. The author is Todd Benzman. So, Todd, I hope you come back. And uh, we really appreciate the good work on the book.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the attention to it.
0: Okay. Joining us now from Washington, D.C., is the director of the Democracy Institute, which is a think tank. Um, and he keeps a close eye on the political uh, situation in America. Patrick Basham uh, joins us now. So this Fox poll, does it mean anything to you? Along the lines, it
2: meant something to you, Bill. That is, it's not a particularly reliable poll, but what it shows you, and it shows Trump out in front so far of his potential Republican uh, opponents, contenders for the nomination... It shows you what good shape Trump may well be in, because Fox historically consistently underpolls Trump. Uh, he does better, as he does in many polls, but especially in the Fox poll, he does better in primaries or caucuses, he does better in general elections than the Fox poll always and ever suggests. So it's another piece of the puzzle the Trump campaign would like to see being put together to show that they have a really strong, viable path to the Republican nomination and ultimately, obviously, back to the White House.
0: Now, if you would just watch the media, say you were born in Croatia and just came over here, you would think that Donald Trump is finished through, doesn't have a chance. Everybody hates him. uh, He's going to be indicted 85 times. If you were just watching the media, that's what your impression Mm -hmm. would be. Where is his strength? How does he pull this? Well, who is standing by their man?
2: Well, Roughly one in two Republican voters are standing by their man, uh, and that is composed disproportionately, overwhelmingly, of rabidly pro-Trump MAGA voters. And if you want to drill down further, then you're looking at not exclusively, but disproportionately working-class voters. Uh, and of those, interestingly and importantly, perhaps crucially for a general election, you're talking about increasing numbers and percentages of Hispanic working-class voters and of African-American uh, working-class voters, especially male, younger male African Americans, and both male and female working-class Hispanics. So it's a, it's, it's there's it a ceiling, obviously, on Trump's support, as there is on any candidates. But his floor, the basement on his support, is really quite high, and it's really enthusiastic and very, very rabid in some cases, fanatical, in fact. That means that he doesn't guarantee he wins the nomination or a general election. But it means that he is definitely a very, very, very strong contender for the nomination. Yeah, he has a base that's going
0: to stay with him. And I know is my next question. Have you seen any erosion in that base since he lost the election of 20? Then it was January 6th. Then it was a very, very weak midterm for the Republicans. Has there been any defection from the Trump base, say, over to a guy like DeSantis, who is— a conservative, he doesn't differ from Trump in worldview too much.
2: Not in the base, no. Uh, they they remember increasingly, from their point of view, how better things were under Trump than under Biden. And also they consider him to have been, um, shall we say, uh, uh, massaged out of the presidency by the system. They think the system, broadly defined, has continued to go for Trump. And so they're actually more loyal, they, more loyal even more loyal than they were in 2020 or in 2016. Now, you do have conservatives announcing for DeSantis and, and other candidates, but especially DeSantis. I would say that they are, some of them, voted for Trump, supported Trump, but I wouldn't say they were ever part of his base. Uh, they are a 10 more to the establishment uh, Republican, not necessarily the rhino Republicans. And so they were sort of flexible Republicans, soft Republicans, soft Trump voters, I would say. And so right now, they think DeSantis is on the rise and Trump's on the decline. I think they're wrong on the Trump part of that, but that's their calculus. And so therefore, they think DeSantis is the coming man.
0: All right. The other part of this equation is the loss of Fox News. So Donald Trump is now no longer um, looked upon with favor by the management of that huge operation. Is that going to hurt Trump?
2: It won't hurt him in terms of what the Wall Street Journal editorials say or probably possibly even the New York Post coverage, all part of the, the Fox Murdoch empire. But Fox News coverage is important. It's important in pushing back against usually pushing back against what most of the mainstream media is pushing, which obviously is rabidly anti-Trump. Uh, and so it's, it's unhelpful. I don't think it stops him. Prevents him from getting the nomination or necessarily winning a general election. It just makes it a little bit harder. Maybe the best better way to put it would it would be a little bit easier if Fox News hadn't, hadn't decided to try to stand in his way.
0: OK, because uh, FNC is going to endorse DeSantis. That's where they're going. You can see it. And that's what will happen. Um, so I don't know how much that means, which is why I'm doing this poll, you know, because I want to see. Um, what people, I would say that everyone listening to me and uh, watching me right now is familiar with the Fox News operation and I don't know uh, if it is as powerful as it was before this whole election thing and before they did change their point of view, their political point of view, which every organization has a right to, okay? Um, Every news organization can on the editorial side, to you know, endorse or whatever they want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'd like to have a little more clarity in all of them, not just Fox. Final question for you: um, When the debates will be this summer? Okay, and the Republicans already made an enormous mistake yesterday when uh, Rona McDaniel, the head of the RNC, came out and said, "Well." You can't participate in our debates unless you sign a pledge to support whoever the ultimate nominee is. That's insane. I mean, the ultimate nominee could change and things could happen and he's are basically holding people hostage there. So the debates start in the summer. I don't know if they're gonna be as crucial as they were in 16 when they put Trump over the top Because there's no surprise element. Everybody knows what they're going to get when Trump walks in. How do you see it?
2: Yeah, if Trump takes part in debates, I mean, he's not a technically great debater, but he's an incredibly effective debater, as we saw in 16, and I would argue in 20 as well, uh, against Biden. So his potential opponents and actual opponents on the Republican side, they don't want to be part of that. Now, they want the exposure, and they hope for that magic moment when they quote-unquote take down Trump. That's very unlikely to happen it's be damage control for them. He'll probably steamroll over them. So I actually think that the, 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 the non-Trump, the other tr- candidates for the Republicans, they want to minimize the number of times they're exposed by Trump in that format. Uh, so it could be a sort of counterintuitive way in which this plays out, at least on the Republican side.
0: Yeah, uh, and Trump will never sign a, uh, no. you know, that he'll endorse the because he'll never do that. that. He wants to leave his third party which would be a disaster for the country if he runs on a third-party ticket because that would put the the Democrats back into power. All right, Patrick, thanks very much. I really appreciate your expertise, and, and thanks for helping us out tonight. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash built or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Christopher Ray is the head of the FBI, a Trump appointee. He goes on to Fox News yesterday, and the interview was instructive, roll cut one.
2: Well, let's start with the laptop. The FBI has had access to this laptop for more than three years. Why is this investigation on the Hunter Biden laptops taking so long?
3: Well, the investigation is being led, as you may know, by a U.S. attorney appointed in the last administration out of Delaware, and the FBI is actively supporting and working with that U.S. attorney on that investigation. Scandal. But
2: the whistleblowers are telling these lawmakers that there was an internal effort to shut down the investigation from the beginning. Have you found that?
3: I have not found anything like that. I can only speak to what we do. And unfortunately, as you would expect, if we're going to do this investigation in the right way, that means I can't talk about the specifics of that investigation, other than to assure everyone that I expect our people to tackle this investigation the way that I expect them to tackle every investigation, which is to follow the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it. And there's always somebody who doesn't like it.
0: Okay, two things. He throws the U.S. attorney in Delaware, cliche alert, under the bus. So he says, don't blame me and the FBI. It's this guy, this U.S. attorney, that's holding up the Hunter Biden investigation. That's true to some extent. But Ray knows why the U.S. attorney is holding it up. And he won't say. That's deceit. All right? So I wrote a, a passage of the day on BillO'Reilly.com about deceit and betrayal today. That's deceit, passive deceit, but deceit. So if it were me interviewing Ray, never got would have gotten away with that. And that's not a slap at Brett Baer, but I would have just leaned in and I said, Look, it's three years. Okay? Your agency is the lead investigator. Can you explain to me and the American people why a simple tax investigation is taking three years? And then he would have fallen back on exactly what he said. Well, we can't talk about investigations that are ongoing. That's BS, and I would have said right to his face, yes, you can. There's no law, there's no statute, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't give a general outline of where the investigation of hunter biden is nothing you hide behind that and that's why christopher ray would never do an interview with me here's cut two. go
2: are you at the table for that decision of how it looks to go after a former president like the way that it happened in mar-a-lago
3: well I oversee the FBI, I expect uh, any significant investigation to be conducted by the book. Uh, And I do that with adherence to our rules, our policies, our practices.
2: Why didn't we know anything about the FBI looking into President Biden prior to the election?
3: Well, again, I can't talk about specific investigations that are ongoing, both of which are being led by special counsel, other than to say it is not our normal practice. To discuss publicly specific investigations.
0: That's true. It is not. But this isn't a normal case. Okay? So this is a case that affected the 2020 election. And clearly, the FBI, you'll remember, put out that Hillary Clinton was under investigation, right, for the email thing days before. The 2016 election. Clearly, Comey, the head of the FBI, did that. So Ray could have done that. But chose not to do it. See, this guy, he he's a swamp creature. He's not looking out for you or me. He's not a crime fighter. It's just when I see this stuff, makes me angry because we're being deceived. I had a long conversation with Hannity on the radio about it today. If you guys want to see it, we posted it on here. It's on BillOReilly.com. Here's what really happened in ma lago vis-a-vis Biden. Here's what really happened, if you want to know. And I'll keep it pithy. The National Archives alerted the FBI that Donald Trump had removed classified documents from the White House and not sent them over to the archives. Usually. You'll photostat documents and you'll send the originals to the archives. That's what's supposed to happen under federal law. Trump didn't do it. He took the stuff down to Mar-a-Lago. I told you in the past, he didn't even know what was in the boxes. He didn't give the order. His people did it. They moved it down to Florida. National Archives complained. FBI asked Trump to go through it and give us all the classifieds. Trump did not do that in a timely manner. I don't know why he didn't do it. I don't think he cared about it. Okay? But he didn't do it in a timely manner. So the White House ordered the raid. That's what happened. Ray didn't order it. The White House said, you better get those documents back right now, send down the FBI and get them. What happened? In the Biden case, the same thing happened. The National Archives tipped off. The FBI, that Biden had stuff in his garage next to his Corvette or whatever. It's the same thing. Biden didn't know what he had. But instead of delaying, the Biden lawyers said, "Okay, go. Right away. They didn't delay. So there was no reason for the FBI to send down 80 guys and kick in the garage door. That's what happened. However, the FBI certainly could have said, knowing what they did at ma lago we have a similar situation we are investigating with President Biden. That would have been perfectly fair to say, and they did not do it. Okay, that's that. Let's go to the economy in California, uh, Southern California. Um, the House sales homes of sales lowest number of transactions in 35 years so it's stall real estate in california stall because of the higher interest rates and because everybody's leaving california <laughs> wealthy people are going hey there you and they put their house up for sale nobody's buying it and so that is not good that is a harbinger another word of the day of a recession Um, so I'm keeping my eye on that smart life and this ties into the economy so according to Lending Club Bank all right a digital marketplace bank in the USA 60% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck we've gone over this before 45% of Americans earning more than hundred thousand dollars a year are living paycheck to paycheck so this is a disaster All right. If you don't have six months reserve in the bank, whereas if you get fired tomorrow, you can live for six months. What are you going to do? And apparently the majority of Americans don't have a month's worth of reserve. And this doesn't even count credit card debt. A lot of people just run it up on a card uh, in order to live at the level they want to live. I have always said that the best advice my father ever gave me was to save 10% of whatever your take-home pay was. Whether I'm cutting lawns, shoveling snow, uh, being a lifeguard, working a Carvel, driving a taxi, I did all of that, painted houses. Every time I got paid 10% that money went in the bank to this day more now because i make good money uh, but boom right over there and that grows and grows and grows that's capitalism but most americans they they want what they want they impulse buy i, I gotta have a new car every, i got a really nice car all right it's six years old my car is six years old, but it looks great. Why do I want a new car? I don't. And it's only got 55,000 miles on it. All right. So why? why No. I mean, I pay for this thing. I'm going to keep it for another two years unless it collapses. I'm not cheap. This is a good car. I don't have to impress anybody with my car.
1: Jeez. At LuckyLandSlots.com, available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: First of all, the Supreme Court is hearing the uh, student loan case where Biden wants to forgive 400 billion dollars of student loans, and that would mean I would have to pay that, you would have to pay it. Anybody who pays income tax would have to pay the 400 billion that Biden wants to wipe out. So I have to pay for Penelope's uh, college education. I paid for two of my own. And I paid my, my college, okay? But I have to now pay for Penelope over here. Okay, this is unconstitutional. So the Supreme Court's hearing the case, and they are skeptical, because there are, is court reporting in the Supreme Court building, and the justices look like they're skeptical. Here's what I said last May 9th, go. My cause of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, what gives the president the authority to forgive massive amounts of student loan debt? He doesn't have the authority to do it. If he tries to do it, he'll get a, there'll be a lawsuit filed two minutes after. He doesn't have the authority to do that. Can't forgive anybody's debt. He can forgive a crime, but nobody's dead. There's no constitutional authority there. That'll be tied up in the courts for another four years. But luckily, I was wrong about tied up in the court because it's at the Supreme Court a year later, and they are going to rule that it's unconstitutional. And anybody wanted to bet me? Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. I'm taking wagers. I guess I could be prosecuted for that. Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. Name in town if you want to wager me. Okay. Now, in addition to the Supreme Court going to knock that out, the Senate has killed a has killed a bill a rule on woke investing so i'm going to break this down so make it very simple to understand president biden wants federal agencies that invest in pension plans and things like that federal workers they have pension funds and the money in the pension funds can be invested he wants biden wants uh, environmental social and governance factors taken into consideration when making those decisions investment decisions he wants the federal apparatus to invest in green companies and on and on and on and on well the Senate voted 50 to 46 to block that the Senate saying no the federal government should not have any litmus test for investment other than they think the investment going to go up okay two Democrats went over to the Republican side, Mansion and Tester of Montana. Four senators did not vote. So Biden will veto that, all right? So the bill is gonna to go to, the House will pass it like that, it'll go to Biden, he'll veto it. He hasn't vetoed anything yet, okay, because there's been nothing Democrats have controlled, uh, but he'll veto that. And finally, in the House, dozens of Democrats Congress people uh, supported the uh, restraints on executive orders by President Biden that may cause inflation. So the House is saying, look, all your executive orders are jacking up the price of everything in America, so you can't do it anymore. All right. Now, I don't know whether that's going to pass the Senate, but it easily passed the House 272 to 148. A lot of Democrats. That's right. You've got to restrain this man. Everybody knows Biden is an irresponsible spender, and that is putting the United States in financial jeopardy. Everybody knows that who pays attention. Now, again, people don't care but they all know I'm talking about Congress people now. All right, so I said uh, we'd give you the uh, results of our BillOReilly.com poll, which asks, has the Fox News election machine lawsuit changed your opinion of FNC? Well, in less than two days, we got about 10,000 votes. That's a lot on an internet poll like this. And 85% said, no they are not going to change their opinion of fox news because of some of the revelations involved in this lawsuit basically i know everybody knows this but if, if maybe our foreign viewers don't so this is why i'm encapsulating this we're all over the world now so there's an accusation against fox news by the dominion uh, voting machine company that the management of fox news and some of their pundits knew that the dominion voting machines did not malfunction did not do anything to throw the election to biden they knew that yet they reported the opposite or allowed people on various programs to say the opposite that is the lawsuit it's 1.7 billion now in just in attorney's fees alone This is costing FNC about $250 million just in attorney's fees. It boggles the mind. The um, case is supposed to go to court in Delaware in April. Now, there may be delays or whatever. Anyway, the press, the hypocritical press, is just killing Fox News, as they always have. But this gives them another weapon. Never mind that the corrupt left-wing media ran with the Russian collusion story when they knew it was bogus. Same thing. Now, you may argue the election is a bigger story. I would not dispute that. But but this is plenty of hypocrisy. Anyway, why do most people in this poll say their opinion of Fox hasn't changed? Most of these voters uh, in the poll are... Fox News fans, okay? They like the network. And even though the network has done things that can arguably say are wrong, all right, that doesn't matter to them because they have nowhere else to go.
2: Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast.
0: Politics by Faith. Mayor Pete, so he's being audited for using too many private jets. That's not fair. What I just said is not fair. He is being audited, and it's because he used 18 private jets to fly around. Okay? So they're trying to figure out whether Mayor Pete needed those jets or not. He may be innocent. And my initial headline basically convicted him. But I wanted to see how most of the media behaves. I don't. So Buttigieg, he's a big global warming guy. And, of course, the private planes are big polluters. But he says, quote, I mostly fly on commercial flights in economy class. And when I do use our agency's aircraft, it's usually a situation where doing so saves taxpayer money, unquote. Well, we'll find out. But Mayor Pete, 18 uh, flights up in the air. So I'd love to meet Mayor Pete at the airport taking a commercial flight. I would. (laughs) I'd have a few words for him. CNN. Smallest monthly audience in February this month, because it ends today. In a decade. All right. The shows that are collapsing are The Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. The lead with Jake Tapper, no surprise. Okay, and the CNN This Morning program with Don Lemon. Those programs have collapsed. It means they used to have a few viewers and now they hardly have anybody. I don't watch any of them, so I can't tell you. I know I've told you about Tapper. Horrible guy. Bad broadcaster. No uh, accident. He's doing poorly. Now, you may know they've hired Bill Maher, and I think they put him on Friday night for a half an hour or something. He did okay. His last show was February 17th. He got 780,000 viewers for CNN. That's pretty big. So I expect to see more of him on CNN, and I think they're going to hire Charles Barkley. I think Barkley's going to come over there. Because they're not going to—it's impossible for CNN now to compete with the talent they have. Okay, because they're not gonna get any better. So they gotta bring in outside people. Okay, final thought of the day. So I'm going to Ireland in June. I'm going to Donegal. It's the only county I haven't been to in the entire country. I'm taking, uh, actually it's a father-son trip. All right, so a whole bunch of people, uh, my friends coming with me with their urchins, older, and I'm taking them to Belfast uh, after Donegal, where I covered the troubles. Okay, I'm taking them exactly to the places I was. So it's going to be really an interesting historical trip. Donegal is beautiful. Can't wait to go. I booked that trip a year ago. If I had booked it now, I couldn't get in to any of the good hotels. All the flights, most of the flights, I should say, are booked. I couldn't go. So what I'm trying to tell you is this, wherever you want to go this summer, you got to book it before March 15th. You have to book it. Now you could go to Ireland, stay in bed and breakfast because, and that's great, by the way, it's a great experience to meet the folks. It's very economical. you love it. The bed and breakfasts aren't all booked, but the hotels mostly are. And in America, if you want to go somewhere, you got to get those reservations. And always remember, you got to know the cancellation policy, and if you're going abroad, you should buy trip insurance, particularly on a cruise, right? But you got to get it done. Because this summer is going to be a wild travel summer. Even though of inflation, the economy's wobbly, people want to cut loose. They want to go. I was in Florida last week and I saw it. I told you about it. Okay, people buying $20 drinks, spending $1,500 a night on a hotel room. I and mean, I'm sitting there going, whoa. And it's going to be very intense this summer. So I hope a, a good travel agent, and they're hard to get. Boy, they're hard to get. My staff uh, is really good, and so I farm some of that out to them. Um, but you want to get everything under control by the Ides of March, the 15th particularly if you're going abroad, okay? Or places like uh, the national parks. National park hotels around the Tetons and Yellowstone and Glacier and Yosemite, fabulous places, by the way, all of them, fabulous. Those hotels, they book, all right? So get in there because I want you to have a good time. We all need a break. We all need to get away this summer for a little while. And that is the final thought of the day. Thank you. For watching and listening this evening, Sunday Column Noon. Uh, we will see you on Monday. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.